Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, and it can be found in page 787 in your pew Bibles, if you're looking. I'm going to start with verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now we'll skip to verse 31 in the same chapter. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of God. Let's pray once more. Lord, would you open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts, that we may truly hear your, will, your word and do your will. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Eight days ago, uh, we were wrapping up our trip uh, in Denver, Colorado, with our family who lives out there. Actually, nine days ago. And Meg gets a text from Delta Airlines. It's, when it's not a text that says, your flight is on time, that's always bad news. So it's about eight o'clock at night. We're supposed to fly out at six Saturday morning. And she gets this text that says, Unfortunately, your flight from Denver to Minneapolis uh, has been delayed five and a half hours. So we would actually be arriving in Minneapolis an hour after we're supposed to leave Minneapolis to come to Burlington. And then it said, if you can find another flight on Delta that meets your needs, you're welcome to rebook at no cost. So great. <laughs> so we start scouring the flight apps and the the flight schedules, trying to figure out, okay, how can we get from here back home today? Because I needed to be here the next day. Um, we looked at options, you know, what if I fly this like three-leg trip getting in at midnight, the kids and, the, and Meg fly the next day. We looked at flying to Boston and renting a car or to Plattsburgh or to Montreal, and it didn't seem like anything was really working out. All this time we'd been on hold with the Delta customer service uh, hotline. And finally, after about a half an hour of searching and, and scratching our heads, uh, the customer service agent answered and Meg took the call and went into the other room. And so I'm waiting like, okay, what's, what's she finding out? What's going on? And wouldn't you believe it? After about 15 minutes on the phone with this helpful woman, 
Uh, she had found flights for us, all six of us, to get from Denver to Vermont that day. Uh, we didn't have to leave at six in the morning. We left at noon. We flew through JFK. And Delta gave us $360 in meal vouchers for our inconvenience, so we ate like kings <laughs> at the JFK airport. And all of that happened because we asked for help. If we had tried to figure it out on our own, we would have been flying through Timbuktu to get back to Burlington. Uh, but we asked someone for help, and we received actually more than we had expected. And I think prayer is the same way. As Meg said when she uh, spoke after Sandy shared that, you know, it's really very simple. We ask... God hears us, and God answers. It's almost embarrassingly simple. Prayer is simply asking God for what we need. So we're here in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. We've been unpacking this line by line. And today we arrive at the line, Give us today our daily bread. We've seen already our Father who art in heaven, that prayer is about a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's not about techniques, special words, special incantations. It's about a relationship. Then we've seen your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we are in the midst of this giant salvation story in which the kingdom of God has come to earth and is yet to come fully, and we get to participate through prayer in the kingdom coming to earth. But now the prayer zooms way, 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 way down to like the food on your plate at the next meal. Our needs, our actual daily physical needs that we have for survival. And so I want to use this line, give us today our daily bread. I want to unpack this by asking two questions. The first is, why should we ask? And the second is, what should we ask for? So why should we ask? You know, it does seem like kind of a jarring transition from God is in control of everything, may your name be hallowed, to give us today our daily bread. Could God really care about the small stuff of our lives? Some of the early church fathers like Augustine and Origen in the first few centuries of the church, they had trouble with this part of the prayer. They thought it must be some reference to like the Lord's Supper or to spiritual food. But later the reformers thought, no, this is, this is really just about our daily needs. This is about food. This is about gas in the car. This is about money for rent. Because, you see, God does care about those little things. Sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to bother God with my little request. He has too much going on. But we need to understand that God wants us to ask. He wants his children to ask him, the good father, for what we need. Even the insignificant, seemingly insignificant things. <clears throat> bread, the word bread is a 
symbol for food in general in the Bible and more broadly for just the stuff we need to survive. You remember taking Psychology 101 in high school or college or some other class where you have that triangle with, it's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. So what are those basic things we need to survive? We need food, shelter, um, and then you work a little way up the, the triangle, the pyramid, and you have like, we need relationships, we need peace. These are the things Jesus is talking about in our daily bread. Martin Luther, the German reformer, saw that um, uh, this is, quote, everything necessary for the preservation of life, like food, a healthy body, good weather, house, home, wife, children, good government, and peace. So yes, God does care about those things, and he wants us to ask. But there's a second question under that, why should we ask? Because hasn't Jesus just said, your father knows what you need before you ask him? Right? So, so if God knows what we need already, why, should, why do we have to ask him? In fact, it might seem more spiritual to simply say, I, I'm just going to live by faith. I'm not going to ask for anything. I'll sit back. I'm going to trust that God will provide. I'm not going to bother him. He already knows what he's going to do. He knows his plan. So I'm not going to change that. But that doesn't quite work. Because again and again in Scripture, we are told, yes, God knows what you need. Yes, he knows what's going to happen. And you need to ask him. You need to ask him. Um, listen to some of these statements in Scripture. Matthew 7, Jesus said, Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Matthew 21, 22, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Philippians 4, 6, which Sandy read, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, we ask. And 1 John 5, 15 says, If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we asked of him. So the question is, why, if God knows everything, why does he command us to ask we try to get away from this idea that God is the cosmic vending machine where you insert your prayer token, you punch the button, and you get out your product. You know, like, we don't want, God doesn't work that way. We don't want to pray that way. And yet, Jesus says, ask. Ask, and you will receive. Well, I want to answer this question in two ways. The first way is that Prayer actually does do things and change things that would not otherwise have happened, right? And so in the mystery, sovereign mystery of God's will, he works everything together for his purposes. He factors in the prayers of his people. And so there may be things that God would want to do that he's waiting for us to ask for. 
I think the Bible is pretty clear about that. And so we're commanded and encouraged to ask boldly. In fact, James even says in James 4.2, you do not have because you do not ask. Isn't that amazing? I wonder what God would want to bless us with and bless others with through us if we simply asked him. Charles Spurgeon once said that asking is the, asking is the rule of the kingdom. Asking, prayer is one of the laws of God by which he runs the universe, another commentator has said. But here's, here's the second reason why we need to ask. I am convinced that when we ask God, something happens to us. Something happens inside us as we get in the habit of going to our Father for what we need. In order to show this, uh, do a thought experiment with me. Picture two men, let's say they're neighbors, one's on the north side of the street, one's on the south side of the street. And the man on the north side does not pray. Uh, he doesn't ask God for what he needs, and consequently, he is living in a giant illusion that he has secured everything in his life his job, his house, his family. He thinks he's gotten that all for himself, right? He's wrong. God has blessed him with those things. What about his health? He says, well, well haven't I worked hard? Well, who gave him the health to be able to work, right? Well, haven't I taken care of this family that, that I have? Well, who created these children that he has. You see, he is, he's living in an illusion that he's a self-made man, that he's done everything out of uh, his own ingenuity. He doesn't ask God for anything, whether or not he believes in God. And you see, this man is going to worry all the time about losing the stuff that he has gotten for himself, right? Because it's up to him to get it, to keep it. This man will be obsessed with with his stuff and his life and his career because it's all from him. What about the other guy on the south side of the street? This man does pray. He knows God as his heavenly father. He's God's child. You know, his house is about the same. The vehicle's about the same. Family's about the same. On the outside, they're identical. But on the inside, they are a million miles apart. Because this guy who does pray and know God as Heavenly Father, what happens when good things come into his life? He feels gratitude. He feels humbled. He feels like, God, thank you for what you've provided. Maybe God was going to give it anyway, but now this guy knows, well, it's not just because I'm such a strong person that I have all this stuff. God has blessed me. God has provided he understands reality, that God is the source of everything. And because he trusts God and is in the habit of asking God for what he needs, guess what? He is free to do what Jesus said, to seek first the kingdom, because he knows that God will provide all that he needs. You see, that's the difference inside us between a life of 
asking God and a life of not asking God. It actually changes us. God wants us to ask. I wonder if there's anything in your life or in your heart that, that sort of blocks you from going to God with your actual needs. I found that Vermonters, and I can say this because I am a Vermonter, I found that Vermonters are fairly prideful. We think we can do it all. We think we're self-sufficient. You know, you have to be pretty self-sufficient to carve out a life in Vermont if you came here in the early years. But, you know, we think we're pretty self-sufficient. We don't want to bother other people with our needs. And so we'll be there in a second if our neighbor has a tree fall down on his house. But if a tree falls on our house, we're not going to ask anyone to help us, right? Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's not wanting to burden other people. But friends, don't you see that when it comes to asking God, he actually wants you to bring your needs to him, to ask him. You're not bothering him. Your requests aren't too small for his, in his kingdom, right? He's not distracted doing something else. He is actually waiting to hear you ask him so that he can respond in love so that you can trust him more. So just ask. Number two, what should we ask for? What should we ask for? We've talked about how daily bread is the stuff we need to live. Now the Greek words here for daily bread um, are tricky to translate apparently. They can either mean the, the bread we need for today or the bread we need for the coming day. But either way, Jesus is telling us to ask for our small, simple, daily needs, right? Um, many of the people to whom Jesus was speaking, th th for them, this was a reality. If they didn't work one day, they didn't eat that day. They were day laborers. They had to go out and hire themselves out on a farm or in the city, and they had to earn what they needed for that day or for the next day. And so if they got sick, if uh, something bad happened, they were, you know, on the brink of starvation. Thankfully, our world has a little more cushion, but, you know, many of us have. Uh, we know that money gets tight, that uh, we're one sickness away from not being able to work. So we ask God and we trust God for our daily needs. What if you aren't sure that what you're asking for is something you really need or something you just kind of want, right? Well, one uh, professor that I had in seminary said, this is asking for your needs, not your greeds. God, I pray for a 2024 Toyota Tundra, <laughs> right? Well, if you're not sure if it's something you need or just want, what do you do? Just ask. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Maybe God will give you what you ask for. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll convict you and you'll feel like, oh yeah, that, that's kind of a selfish thing. 
but just ask. God will sort it out. We need to remember, though, that these words are not like shaking coins in a cup, like a beggar on the street, coming to God, please just give me something to survive. It can't be that because God is, Jesus has told us to pray to our Heavenly Father who loves us, who knows what we need. I'm convinced that we don't ask enough, that we could ask for more that God wants to give us. Haven't you ever looked at your life and said, Lord, I just can't believe how generous you have been to me. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe how much you have blessed me. Now, the two shortest words in this phrase, give us today our daily bread, are also really important. The words us and our. Because you see, this is not just me and God, my personal stuff. When we pray these words, we remember that we are in this together. We are in a body of Christ. More broadly, we have uh, neighbors and people around us who may or may not know Jesus. And so when we pray, give us today our daily bread, we're not just praying for ourselves, but for everyone else who has needs. Paul says, if one part of the body suffers, every part suffers with it. There are believers around the world right now who don't have enough to eat, who are sick, uh, whose homes have been destroyed, who have broken families, right? Even in this room, perhaps. And so we pray for one another. We pray for each other. And, and then don't be surprised as we pray these words if God mobilizes you to be the answer to someone else's prayer. Three weeks ago, a team from our church made up of Roy, Dick, Don Tebbets, Pete Young, and uh, a few others from outside the church traveled to Kentucky, many of you know this, to uh, help with an organization called Helping His Hands to rebuild some homes that were destroyed by the 2021 tornadoes. Is that right, 2021? And so there were people there who had been waiting two years to have their home rebuilt. And thankfully, God answered one couple's prayers through our church. We built a garage. You built a garage that had been destroyed and did some improvements on the house. And all of you who donated to that trip were, were an answer to their prayers as well. Hmm. So let me close by asking you a question. We've seen, you know, why should we pray? Why should we ask? Because God wants us to. What should we ask for? Ask for what we need. Ask for what you want. God will decide whether you need it or not. And ask for others' needs, not just your own. But let me close with this question. If Jesus was here today and said, what do you want? What would you say to him? In fact, Jesus is here today by his Holy Spirit. 
there is a great story in several of the Gospels of Jesus going to Jericho, and in Jericho is a man named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is blind, and he's a beggar. So he is destitute. He probably can't work. He makes his, his existence by begging for money. But when this man gets word that Jesus is coming to town, he starts shouting as Jesus passes by, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. The people around him tried to, tried to quiet him. They said, listen, don't bother Jesus right now. He's got important stuff to do. But he kept shouting all the louder. So what happens? Jesus hears him, turns to him, goes to where he is sitting, and Jesus actually says to him, what do you want me to do for you? He's like, uh, isn't it obvious? I'm blind. I'm begging for money. I can't work. I can't provide for myself. I'm sitting on the side of a road. What do you think you, I want you to do for me? I want to see, right? Isn't it kind of strange that Jesus asks him? Jesus knows what he needs, but he says, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus is throwing out that invitation for him to own it and to ask and to say, this is what I want. And so he says, Lord, I want to see. And then in the blink of an eye, no pun intended, he has his sight back and he goes on his way rejoicing. You see, God is so ready to do what we ask. So if Jesus was here today and said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you need? Close your eyes for a minute and picture Jesus coming to you and asking that question. What do you want me to do for you? God wants us to ask. Ask him for what you need. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So Lord, would you be pleased by the desires of us, your people? Would you do great things in us and through us in the world? Would you help us to trust you more, to be bold as we ask, and to always be ready as we ask to be the answer to someone else's prayer? In your great name we pray, amen.